Welcome to the One Mic, One Voice show, building the collective conscious. Show that's created to give space where your voice, ideas, and informed opinions can be heard, appreciated, and yay debated. I am Michael Eric Owens, man. It's been a minute. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, folks, you have some tef- technical difficulties that, uh, you know, and I'm not a wizard. I'm not a novice at technology, but some things are, you know, out of the scope of my understanding. But I figured it out, though. And I'm back with you today. I'm excited to be in the studio. It's uh, it's nice to be back on the microphone. A lot has happened. And I've been wanting to um, share some of my thoughts with you. But this message here... Uh, this podcast, I should say, is not really a message. I prefer it to be a discussion. I would love to hear from some of you, but but I, I titled this podcast Together Movement. And I posted something on Facebook um, a few days ago that got a decent response. Not all my postings can get uh, that level of engagement, but it did. And uh, I simply said this, when will we? Minorities, women, LGBTQ+, and like-minded white men unite and work together to solve the issues we all face. We face hate, discrimination, injustice, marginalization, lower pay, and being stereotyped. This system stays in place because we are divided and we continue to fight these issues in our own silos. No more, I say. Hashtag together movement. Okay. I mean it's 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 ironic and 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 I was I was uh I guess prompted to uh, post that based upon what happened in Atlanta. This crazy man, again, another white male. And we cannot deny the data. Again, I'm going to give a caveat. I have plenty of white brothers and sisters that are doing the right thing, that are fighting the good fight. So this is not an indictment on all white men. But I cannot deny the statistical data that says mass shootings, it's probably going to be a white dude, right? And in the very fact that that he is humanized. Oh, he was having a bad day. He had enough. He has a sex addiction. He he is a religious man. How can you be religious and murder people? How can you be a Christian and murder people is what he claimed to be. He couldn't take it anymore. Why didn't he kill himself? I mean, that's the whole, if you can't take it anymore, take yourself out. Why are you going to go kill innocent people? And then, these um, cops are going to say, or the spokesman for the cops, the sheriff department, whoever, is going to say um, it wasn't racially motivated because he told me. He went to an Asian area 
an Asian spa and shot mostly Asian people. And the 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 other ones that died just happened to be there was a husband and wife just having a day away to 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 splurge on themselves away from their kids and and they're no longer there. Mommy and daddy are gone simply because this person didn't like Asian people. That's the bottom line. It is so difficult for us to uh, place these um, offenders in their proper category. They get every break in the world. So although I am saddened and troubled by what happened in the Asian community and the history of racial, racial violence towards them, this is not my motivation for this podcast. Matter of fact, I've been calling for unity for years. I've been calling for unity for years, but no one seems to be with me on this. Now, I know there's some people that, that will say, yeah, we need this, and it sounds like a great idea, and yeah, I'm, 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 I believe in what you're saying, but there's no movement. I've never heard this statement of unity out of the mouth of any of our leadership. Why is that? Why is it that those folks that we put in higher office from the Senate um, to the House to the presidency to, um, to our local leaders, the mayor, council people, aldermen, judges, why, why is no one saying we need to unite? I'm not talking about the slogan, all Americans need to come together. That's not what I'm talking about here. That, that, that is a euphemism. That, that, is, that is or a platitude. That is something that has no meaning whatsoever to say all of this country need to come together. No, folks. Those groups that I talked about, okay, let me say that. Minorities, women, LGBTQ plus community, and like-minded white men. Those are the people that need to come together. The Asian community has been a quiet and segregated community, right? You know about Asian districts and Chinatown, and they have mainly kept to themselves and for the most part, Avoid bringing attention to their community. These communities or their communities have thrived, get this, in silence. Yeah. But Donald Trump put the spotlight on them. You see, okay, I'm not going to get too far ahead of myself, but they have thrived in silence, right? But Donald Trump. With the coronavirus, what did he call it? The China virus, the Kung Fu flu virus, the Wuhan virus. He has targeted Asian people, and now Asian people are beginning to understand what black and brown folk and folks in the LGBTQ plus community have known for generations. 
you're starting to feel the angst, the the uh the singling out and the violence against them is horrific. Elderly Asian people being shoved and punched and attacked. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Kind of rings a bell, doesn't it? For generations, black people, brown people have been saying these things. But where has our Asian brothers and sisters been? This is not an indictment. This is not an indictment because they are our brothers and sisters and what is happening to them should never happen to anyone. The history of the Japanese internment camps and and how they were treated when they worked on the railroads. I get all of that. All of that is wrong. What is happening to them today didn't just start with this maniac. It started from day one. And so they are worthy of our support worthy of our sympathy and empathy worthy of us wrapping our arms around them and embracing them as brothers and sisters. But I must say, where have you been? Mm. Yeah. The spotlight is on you. They were hoping to avoid being seen like so many other minorities which are seen, I might add, as a threat, as a threat to white supremacy, as a threat to the status quo, to take out all of this anger, this pandemic anger of being, in their mind, forced to wear a mask, and in in their mind, their country being taken away from them, in their mind, a, a, a illegitimate president, all of this, has been turned toward the Asian community. There is also important to note that there has not been a good relationship between the Asian and the black community throughout the diaspora, not just in America, but all over in Asia. The stories of how black people have been treated marginalized, ostracized, yes. But we carry our own guilt. So again, this is not to inflict pain upon an open wound at all. But see, I, 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 I will say that many in the Asian community, and, and, and again, don't, don't necessarily take my word for it, do your own research. If you want to prove that that Mike is wrong, do your own research. All you got to do is Google it. You will get many articles for many years that describe this schism, this problem. But many in that community have brought into the immigration myth. And this myth goes like this. I came to this country with nothing. I worked hard and I've made something of myself. Why can't they? You see, that's the myth because the myth denies systemic racism. 
the the myth denies slavery, convict leasing, Jim Crow, uh, uh, segregation, mass incarceration. The myth the myth denies all of that. Lynching. It denies all of the systemic system of this system. I mean that that has inflicted oppression upon black people since the outset of this country. It denies that. If it was simply as coming with nothing and working hard and and becoming something, yeah, I get that. Many people did that. Many of our white brothers and sisters came to this country with nothing. They came through Ellis Island with nothing but a few bucks in their pocket. But they were enslaved. They went in the convict leasing system. Jim Crow wasn't slapped upon them. They weren't hunted down and put in jail. Their communities were not redlined. So they, they have bought into this myth until, yeah, until Donald Trump. Yeah. Because basically Trump said they're no different, folks. They're no different. They're evil. They are the reason we're in this situation. That's what they've been saying about black and brown people. Our country is jacked up because of them. If we can get rid of them or if we can enslave them, oppress them, we'll be all right. Let's just take back our country. Mm. Okay. But this is a wake-up call to all of us. Hopefully. Hopefully we begin to recognize that we're in the same boat. There's not two different boats, folks. We're in the same boat. We all just been trying to be captains of that ship. We all been trying to go in different directions when we have the same issues. I want to share this famous quote, and many of you, and Arthur says, Amen, Brother Owens. Great, great point across, great port port across the board. Great points across the board. I need, I think I need to go get my glasses checked, Brother. Sorry about that. But it is true. This quote, I think, sums it up. This is a quote from the Nazi era, and you've you've heard this quote. Uh, This is an individual that supported the Nazi regime for a while. But he said this. First, they came for the Jews, and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. Then they came for the communists, and I did not speak out because I was not a communist. Then they came for the trade unionists, and I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for me. And there was no one left to speak for me. Yeah. You see, if we do not speak out against injustice, sooner or later it's knocking at our doorstep. Sooner or later, the doorbell's going to ring. You're going to open up the speakeasy. Who's there? Oh, injustice is here. Pain is here. Oppression is here. It has come to their community. 
And now they're speaking out. Now. You know, that's a shame. Now, again, I'm with my Asian brothers and sisters. I support them 110%. I think it's a hate crime. I think what is happening to them needs to be dealt with in the most severe way. I think they need to be safe just like anybody else and protected. They are American citizens. But I think it's a shame that when it hits you, all of a sudden now, you speak out. What happened to our brother's keepers? What happened to us being concerned about the least among us? Oh, it is Sunday, y'all, so I can get a little, you know, biblical on you. Isn't that what Jesus said? When you did it to the least or for the least among you, you did it also for me. We're not going to take a break today because I'm not going to be long. You see, white supremacy is a threat to us all. To us all. When will we, when, when will we open up our understanding, folks? This is just not happening to Asian people or black people or Latinx folks. White supremacy is a threat to us all. It's a threat to white women. Because white supremacy is a male doctrine. Says men are, white men are in charge. White men are superior. Yeah, you got plenty white women in the movement. They're awfully misguided in my opinion. But it is a threat to us all. The black, Latinx, Jewish, LBGTQ plus communities have known this for generations. Yet, although we have known this, we have been aware of it. We have experienced it. We have approached it, solving it through our own silos. We have lacked the leadership to unite. We have been so busy with our inward thinking, our tribal thinking, to understand that we are all facing the big giant, that Goliath is in the midst. And we're all trying to fight Goliath alone. And each and every time we face Goliath, he is victorious because he's Goliath. When will we figure out that there is strength in the multitude, that more be with us than be with them? When will we figure that out? We have not been successful. Let me give you the main reason why we have not been uh, successful. And I'm going to get into this just a little bit, not much, because this deserves his own podcast. But we have discriminated against each other. Mm. Let's have some real talk for a moment. 
blacks have discriminated against Asians and Asians have discriminated against blacks. White folks have basically discriminated against everybody that ain't white. Asians discriminated against the gay community and vice versa. Women have discriminated against men. Men have discriminated against women. We are our own worst enemy. When we do what we have been doing for ourselves for generations, all we do is strengthen, get this, strengthen white supremacy. We do it unknowingly. The Asian jokes, the black jokes, the white jokes, the gay jokes. But yet and still, Goliath is winning. Goliath looks back at the army of people of minorities and say, look at them. Divide and conquer. They can't come together. They don't have the intelligence or the leadership or the organization to come together. They despise each other. We've created, <laughs> we've created a system in which they despise each other. They can't defeat us. And they're right. Why have we never had true social equality justice in this country? We outnumber them. Why? It's because we discriminate discriminate against each other. We see one another as the other. We don't value the culture that 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 um that each of us share. Sure, we'll go to the Asian district and eat and you know. And it, it, and I have to say this. And I know I'm gonna make some folks mad, but I, I gotta say this. All of these Asian shops that are in the black community that's taking money from the black community and not putting anything back in it. Matter of fact, there was an incident in Northeast Oklahoma City uh, at a uh, Asian hair place where uh, a black customer was called the N-word. It's outrage. But what do we do as black people? Oh, we go right back in there and frequent the business. We are our own worst enemies. It is time for us to wake up. It is time for our Asian brothers and sisters to wake up. Our black brothers, white brothers and sisters, Latinx brothers. It is time for us to wake up. Wake up from our slumbering sleep. You know, when I listen to uh, our Asian brothers and sisters on national TV now, and the media speak. It's refreshing because they have been silent. And and I must and I must say that they were beaten into submission. They have seen what America will do to the voiceful. 
they sit back and they see how black people have been treated by the police and, and how others have been treated and they are in fear of speaking out. So I will, I will give them that. And I'm so happy that they have found their voice in the midst of their predicament, in the midst of their struggles, in the midst of their pain, they have found their voice. I wish they would have found it earlier when they saw what happened to Trayvon Martin, Eric Gardner, Michael Brown, Sandra Bland, um, Brother George Floyd, Breonna Taylor. I wish they had found it then. But nevertheless, they have found it now. And when I listen to this, this coverage and the Asians that are speaking out, I hear things like this. Um, we are invisible. We have been discriminated against throughout American history. We have a lack of rep- representation in all areas of life. And our women have historically been been submitted to sexism. Subject to sexism. That sounds familiar, doesn't it? Has a familiar tone to it. it, it in, in some way you could say it's 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 hypocritical. It's a hypocrisy to say that you're invisible when black people have been saying for generations that we are invisible. When women, what is the whole Me Too movement about? When women have been saying we live in a sexist society, it rings of hypocrisy, my brothers and sisters. Yet, Our arms are open wide. Yet they are grafted into the vine. The vine in which many of them said had no nutrients. The vine in which they said would never grow. This is the vine now that you have been attached to. But the vine will not reject you. No, we will not do that. But this must be a wake-up call, not just for our Asians, brothers and sisters, but for all of us to understand that we all have guilt in this. We all have contributed to our disunity. We all have been bad actors in our race toward social justice and change. But again, let this be a wake-up call. I want to hear our Asian brothers and sisters not just talk about what they are going through, but talk about what others have been through, how this aligns with their deliverance. That we are connected 
with cords that cannot be broken. And this idea, folks, that somehow it's just happening to you. No, your language needs to change. What happened to George Floyd is happening to us. What happened to Breonna Taylor is happening to us. What's happening to all women, white women, is happening to us. That's what I want to hear. I want to hear how you fit into the larger picture of what's going on in this country. It starts there. Because again, this is white supremacist ideology. Yes, you have your moment. You have your hour. Yes, you are the flavor of the day. And everyone will listen. Every rational person. And even the system in itself will say, give them their moment. But they too will fade. Because they are divided. Because the way they view this, the lens in which they see this, is in a silo. They can't put two and two together. Or mm, is it something much more sinister? If you align yourself with the very people that you have despised, mm, can you ever go silent again? Can you ever go back into your districts, into your towns, and be left alone? I hope that's not the case. How do we unify? How do we create a movement that brings us justice and equality? Folks, let me just say this. Black people can't do it themselves. LGBTQ plus people can't do it themselves. Women cannot do it themselves. Jewish folks cannot do it themselves. And my Jewish brothers and sisters, listen, uh, they know. They know. They know about (laughs) trying to do it themselves. How can we do it? I'm going to give you four things. Four things. I want you to write these four things down. Get a pen. I need you to get a pen and a piece of paper to write these four things down. All right, here we go. Number one, we must address our own division and heal from it. That's where we begin. If we cannot have an honest conversation, if we cannot have an honest conversation with each other, then we are in trouble. We can't begin to unite until we are honest about the way we have treated our separate communities. If we do that, we're healed. I'll give you an example. Temple B'nai Israel, Rabbi Harris, Oklahoma City. We got together 
along with Langston University, along with the black community. And we did just that. We talked about our differences. We talked about our challenges. We talked about our similarities. We talked about our culture. Why? Because we know we are better together. It works, folks. But it takes leadership. It takes leadership. We must begin to heal our divide. If we want to have a chance for our children and our children's children to see in America where there is equal justice and opportunity for all. Number two, we must understand and acknowledge that we are fighting for the same things. And the only way we will accomplish them are together. We're fighting against hate, against discrimination, against injustice, against marginalization, against lower pay, against being stereotyped, this, etc. These are our own common issues. We share these issues. Let's acknowledge that. Let the dialogue begin to acknowledge that. It begins with our Asian brothers and sisters because the spotlight is on them. The spotlight will be back on the gay community. It will be back on the black community. It will be back on the Latinx community. It will be back on the Jewish community. Our time is coming. Trust me. So I'm asking you. Let our dialogue, please, will you let our dialogue begin to sound in a harmonious way that speaks to all of our needs and desires to truly be free in this country? Number three, we need to create an online group for dialogue. I know people say there's groups all over and groups. Folks, if, 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 if one easy way to come together is to create a group, be a local group, could be a Facebook group, be whatever it is. But it has to be a group where we can have exchange of dialogue, not just locally, but nationally. Again, there's strength in numbers. I'm hoping that someone under the sound of my voice would be so empowered that they would do that. I joined a group. I'll be part of the group. I'll participate in the group. We all have a part to play. Number four. Organize and implement an engagement campaign. Unless you organize, nothing will change. Why rhetoric is good at moments to impassion people. and um, That's why march is good. Speeches are great. But organization, organizing brings people together strategizing allows for things to get done so until we acknowledge 
our division. Until we understand that we're fighting for the same things. Until we create dialogue. And last, until we organize and implement campaigns for change. This stuff will keep happening. The spotlight right now just happens to be on the Asian community. It's going to be there for a long time. You have been snatched out of the shadows. You can't go back. You might think you can, but you can't. Your choice is to join the fight. And those in the fight, our choice is to embrace them and unite together. Because only then, only then, folks, will we have some elements of the beginning of change. We need leadership and commitment. We have to get away from somebody else will do it. You must do it. That young people will come along and and they will pick up. No, you must pick up the mantle. Stop standing on the sidelines complaining. And join the fight. Stop being critical. And start being useful. Because history will speak of us. Somewhere in the distant future, a scribe will reach down deep into the archives of our time. And what will she find? Will she discover that we overcame our differences? Will she find that out of many, we became one? Will she find that we solved nothing and remain a divided peoples? Yes, history will speak of us. All we got to do is work together. We got to raise our children better. We gotta stop the hate, stop the hate, and spread the love. One mic, one voice. You can change the world, it's your choice. One mic, one voice. You can change the world, it's your choice. One mic, one voice. You can change the world, it's your choice. One mic, one voice. You can change the world, it's your choice. Thank you for downloading the One Mic, One Voice show. Take a moment and subscribe and share. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, or any other podcasting platform. Thank you for your continued support and for your voice. You can change the world. It's your choice. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed on the One Mic, One Voice show are not the views, thoughts, and opinions of our sponsors.